It is Christ the King Sunday, which is the name for the last Sunday in the church year. Next year in the church, next week will be a brand new year as we turn once again to the season of Advent and next week the first Sunday in that season. Unlike the seasons of the world's calendars, um, winter, spring, summer, and fall, which by and large are defined by uh, the actions of the earth and the sun, the church calendar's seasons are defined by the actions of God's Son and the promises of God's Son and the call to God's people of God's Son. Today, on Christ the King Sunday, we, in music and readings and communion and some reflections, we're going to actually revisit and celebrate all of the seasons of the church year, take a walk through the whole year, to familiarize ourselves with its rhythm to be sure than that, but more than that, to remind ourselves and to celebrate all that is promised and all that is true, because Christ, our King, has done what he has done and will do what he will do. The first season is the season of Advent. The word Advent means coming. In the season of Advent, we prepare and we wait for the coming, oh, everybody wants to say the coming of Christmas. Not so. We prepare and wait for the coming of Jesus. And we do that in three different Advent ways. We wait and prepare to celebrate his first coming as that child born in that manger in Bethlehem. We wait and prepare for his coming within us as that Savior born anew in the hearts of repentant sinners. And we wait and prepare for his great and final coming when the kingdom of God will come and rule over all hearts and over all of everything. A reading from Mark's Gospel, Chapter 1. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming. The word of the Lord. It was promised that Christ would come as light in the world's darkness. In the 12 days of the Christmas season, we celebrate his coming. His coming as light in Bethlehem's darkness, to be sure, but his coming as well to our darkness. We celebrate the birth of light to see and love to know and hope to hope for, all wrapped in the flesh of Mary's baby boy. 
A reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks be Please join me in the confession and forgiveness. Amid the darkness of this world, let us confess our sin and welcome the light of God's forgiveness. God of grace and truth, in Christ Jesus you come upon us in this light shining in the darkness. We confess that we have not welcomed the light and have not trusted the good news of great joy. Forgive us and renew our hope, so that we may live in the fullness of your love, trusting in the grace of Christ our Lord. Amen. The angel said, You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. With great joy I announce to you that the child born in Bethlehem was born for you. All he came to do, he would do, that you might know the entire forgiveness of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. An epiphany is a moment when something that wasn't clear becomes clear. You may well, in fact, had one of those and you said it. Aha, you said, I just had an epiphany. The church's season of epiphany looks at some of the ways in which Jesus, child of Joseph and Mary, began to be known as more than just the child of Joseph and Mary. The epiphanies began as a star directs the Magi to Bethlehem, and they come to know that this humble child is a king. The epiphanies continue in Jesus' baptism, followed by his teaching and his preaching and his miracles and his healing, and some say, aha, he is the one we had hoped for, and some say, aha, he looks dangerous. The season concludes with a dramatic epiphany on the Mount of Transfiguration, and the disciples come to know that this carpenter's son, aha, is the Son of God. A reading from Matthew's Gospel. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John the baptizer at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, 
with whom I am well pleased. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you revealed the incarnation of your Son by the brilliant shining of a star's holy light. You revealed him too, proclaimed him your Son in the waters of baptism and the blazing light of Transfiguration's mount. Shine with your holy light upon all the baptized, that we as your children might live to your glory, showing the love of your Son, our Savior, to the world he came to save. We pray in his name, who is light and love forever, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The purple of Lent is meant to be a solemn and somber color. Purple, too, is understood to be a royal color. In the season of Lent, royalty and solemnity meet. As we, with Christ, turn from transfiguration's blinding light toward Golgotha's blinded darkness. There to find a king who surely is a king, but one whose crown would be thorns, who would be lifted up, not on a throne, but on a cross, and whose royal garment would be stained, not with the blood of those he'd conquered, but with blood that was his own, freely shed for the conquered, for you. A reading from Mark's Gospel, chapter 15. After mocking Jesus, they led him out to crucify him. They brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull. And they crucified him and divided his clothes among them, casting lots to decide what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, the King of the Jews. When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. Now when the centurion, who stood facing him, saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was God's son. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Easter's great good news is life. Resurrected life for Christ, new life, and forever life in Christ for you. Easter's favorite word is alleluia. It is a festive word from a Hebrew word offering festive praise to God. The Alleluias were set aside during the season of Lent. Lent's praise was repentant, not festive. But on Easter, the Alleluias return to our lips. We sing festive praise to the one who is King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah, 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 forever and ever. Amen. A reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, 
The women came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you when he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The word Pentecost means 50th. It comes on the 50th day after Easter. After Easter, Jesus had promised his disciples that though he now would, in fact, soon leave them, he would not leave them alone. I will send you the Advocate, the Comforter, the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, he said. And what would the Spirit do? Well, the name is a clue. In both the Bible's original languages, Hebrew and Greek, the word for spirit can also be translated as wind. Wind. It blows where it will. It blows in the direction it will. It blows sometimes with power that is persistently gentle, sometimes with power that is fearsome to behold. Holy Spirit. Holy wind. Sometimes gently, sometimes fearsomely, the Spirit blows in the direction of God's will. God's will for the church, God's will for you. And in that direction, there is power, God's power, for the church and for you. In both Greek and Hebrew, too, that word for Spirit can also be translated another way, and that is as breath, holy breath. One breathes a breath of air and one lives for a moment. Another breath, another moment. Another breath, another moment. Breathing of God. God is near as the air you breathe. One lives for Jesus. Jesus alive and present in the world still, for he is alive and present in the world through you. A reading from the book of Acts, where Jesus, before ascending to his Father in heaven, said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Ten days later, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Let us pray. In the hope that is ours because the Spirit of the living Christ is with us always, let us pray for the Church, the world, and all of God's creation. Come, Holy Spirit, and kindle the flame of gospel witness. We pray for all leaders of the Church and for all the people of God, that together we might share the gospel's great good news with all. Lord, in your mercy, come, Holy Spirit, pour out justice on all the nations. We pray for countries racked with violence, for soldiers and civilians, for peacemakers and relief agencies. Lord, in your mercy, come, Holy Spirit, Give hopeful visions to the young and restful dreams to the old. We pray for those whose lives are nightmares, for those who feel distanced from their light, and for those in any need whom we name before you now in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Come, Holy Spirit. Lead us as your people into the holy moments that are ours and the callings we serve and the work that we do every day. We pray for firefighters and scientists, for midwives and custodians, for writers and housekeepers, for parents and students, and for all in our community that faithfully serving and loving others, we might be faithful servants, loving you, Lord, in your mercy. Spirit of gentleness, we pray for all who are in need of your healing presence, we pray for Steve, Jim, Dave, Chuck, Jim, and Ed. We pray for those who grieve, including the family and friends of Arnold, Coranda, Mark Cady, Eric Furmeister, Betty Sass, and all those who, as Thanksgiving now nears, will grieve with absence for loved ones who have always been there to share Thanksgiving's past. Come, Holy Spirit, and bring your help and healing and comfort Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O God, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your abundant mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, our God, giver of all good things, you have blessed us richly, you have graced us abundantly. With gratitude, we return to you, O our daily offerings, and our pledges for the coming year. By the presence of your Holy Spirit, lead us now and always, that gathered by grace and scattered for service, we might continue to grow into our purposes for us in this building, in our daily lives, and in the world. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who gave his all, that we might be his own forever. Amen. This final Sunday of the church year, it considers the story of Christ and all of our years and realizes there is one more thing we must do one more time before we turn again to next week and a new church year. We must praise him for all that he has done, all that he does do, all that he will do because he is our king and he is the king of kings. May God, the Alpha Omega, Christ the Son, Savior and King of Kings, and the Holy Spirit, the wind and breath of God, with you always, 
bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen.